come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi. Welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your poltergeist, Kinsey. I'm your poltergeist, Donna. I'm your poltergeist, Debbie. And I'm your poltergeist, Mac. Uh, so one of you, and I'm not going to give any spoilers as to who it was, uh, locked me in the cellar of this damn cabin for two years. And, uh, well, I guess my first question is, have I missed anything in the world in the in the last two years? Ooh. <sighs> what? What? Good. Good. Oh, 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 that's not Toby. Oh, that's, what? What? No. Oh, 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 no, no. Just lock it. What? No. Oh, what? They're masks. Just put them on. What? Oh, okay. That's no, that's worse. Oh, no. Uh, oh, what? Why? What? That's the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever heard. Okay. About put locking me back in the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so we are first episode of the season. So welcome 2022. And, and did you get a chance to watch the movie while you were down there? I, oh, I've, I've seen them all. Yeah. Okay, good, like, good, good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody gave me uh, just the movie, but like, yeah, like and then kept pressing me for rule polls and polls and quotes. So one of you has been using my stuff for two years, but just not telling me that the world like just went and lost its goddamn mind. But, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to know. That was actually my gift. That was my happy place, I guess. <laughs> we wanted to have one beacon of hope, one one ray. That is a and, and we all voted by in secret that you were it, Mac. So I, I OK, so it was a collective effort. Yeah, I had my suspicions. Yeah. It's fair. You should have had your yeah. suspicions. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we, to start off our new season, watched the 1981 film, The Howling with Donna's BFF Forever, D. Wallace Stone. So let's go around before. Let's did you have you seen it before? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Let's, you know. I um I have seen it before. Um, the funny thing about it is apparently the only thing i remembered about this movie was the very end which we're not into spoilers yet so i won't say what the very end is but that's the, apparently the only thing i remembered about it donna as i was watching it to yesterday <laughs> i kind of had that feeling about you just so we're clear that that was <laughs> the only thing you remember because i'm like huh huh okay <laughs> Because I kept going, what, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It just, um... anyway, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd never heard of this movie before. Freaking hated it until oh. I loved it. Oh, um, so yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm an acolyte of Joe Dante, but somehow it just—I had never, I, I've never actually watched it. Um, it 
did I like it? Yes. I think I liked it in the same way. I liked the first Gremlins movie where like there are just little nuggets of Dante madness in the movie. But other than that, it's a fairly standard horror movie throughout. So, okay. Uh, I had seen this before. It had been a couple of years. Um, I liked it. It's, you kind of touched on the Dante madness and then add in uh, Rob Botin werewolf effects, which we'll talk about when we get there. So, yeah, I it, it was it was Gonzo. And yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. All right. So those of you that do not know what the howling is about our good, good buddies and Max Nemesis, in case you have forgotten, IMDb wants you to IMDb still around. <laughs> We got rid of so much, but we still have to deal with IMDb. <laughs> Wait, have we checked if the Kira Knightley picture is still up? Well, oh, <laughs> I'm on that. <laughs> you, you, you go, Kenzie. I, I will, I will see if Injustice is still uh, nigh. All right. So, after a bizarre and near deadly encounter with a serial killer, a television newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort whose residents may not be what they seem. They might not. Hey, but they might be. Hey, I'm just saying that was an actually a pretty good description. Okay, but uh, again, as they are identified. I will say that the current profile picture for Natalie Portman on IMDb does appear to be Natalie Portman. So they, they they've been listening to the show or they were in the before times uh, and uh, uh, fixed their shit. Uh, that shit. I'm sure there's other shit on that website because that that synopsis is a little, 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 little iffy for me. Uh, it's the, it's a movie about the dangers of bluegrass music being uh, uncovered by investigative reporters to sometimes horrifying effects. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Uh, we're all, we're going to be jumping into spoiler territories uh, pretty much from the get go. Like I said, this film's from 81. If you can't, if you haven't seen it, definitely see it before you listen to us, just hit pause and then come back. It'll be great. Okay. I want to start out just by giving props to Scream Factory and the love and attention that they are giving these older horror films because this was their, uh, I've watched their copy and man is that picture crisp, is that sound fantastic, like they're whoever, whatever collective team at Scream Factory that is giving this love and attention to 80s horror films, yes thank you and yes and in this instance, I think somebody would have given it love and attention eventually because it is it is a fairly beloved film. But what they do is they they also give love and attention to relatively unloved films like my RoboCop three Blu-ray would not exist without them. Um, so I co-sign and yes, and to say that they are they are doing the, the, the Lord's work in film preservation. Yes, they are. So, yeah, if, if you get a chance to pick up any any of their any title they've had an affiliation with, and I've got a plethora of them, man, like their Night of the Demons transfer and sound, fantastic. But back to the howling. I just, I, I wanted to give props to to them real fast because it's awesome. Can we talk for just a moment about how the howling three is called the howling three, the marsupials? Can um, you expound on that? 
I cannot. I've not seen it. I just it was on the list when I when I started getting the prime purchase or the the rental on it, and I was like, all right. Did you see what the the Howling Two is called? Like your sister is a werewolf. Yes, Howling Two. Your sister's a werewolf. That's that's something. I mean, yeah, but but that it's that it's sharp left into marsupials. I, I like I, you can't you can't. I don't. I'm not even saying we should do the marsupials at, on on the podcast, but it needs to be acknowledged. I'm sinking deep into my zoology degree here, and oh. like there are some primates who howl, but I'm thinking they're all the apes who don't have tails. No, marsupials are pouched mammals. Hang on, I, I was going in an entirely different direction. Marsup. Hold on. No. See, see, it, t- no, it takes a minute on. to think about it. Hold on. No, 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 Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. no. She's going through her list of monthly deals. No. What about that one? Uh, I do not have any sort of training in zoology. And I was like, marsupials? Really? I mean, you could just keep churning out werewolf movies uh, forever and uh, you'd be fine. But somebody thought they were getting creative and they were like, we need to do what the audience isn't accepting, isn't expecting. And he's got like an easel in, in, in the picture. room, like, marsupials. Oh, it's an Australian horror sequel. Yeah. I okay. mean, marsupials. So you would, I, I start thinking Australia when I think marsupial. A female werewolf runs away from her family and falls in love with a man who works in the movie business. Okay, we are now deeply in danger of running over the hour limit. <laughs> okay. The fact that okay. we're, we're, we felt the need to get into the howling lore. <laughs> I definitely thought you were going to say she ran away and fell in love with a marsupial. So. Well, she would have to like, unless there are marsupials two minutes into that movie, you need a different title. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God. OK, I'm closing. I'm closing that tab. OK, <laughs> this see, movie. Did you see some of the Howling 2? Is that why you had to close the tab? No, it was still Howling 3. OK, all right. OK, so. All um, right. So this movie. <laughs> so for me, the opening title whatever you call that was it made me feel like i was in a a drive-thru or drive-in movie at the, mm-hmm. the 80s like mm. yeah it definitely has that kind of feel and i think that kind of mac mentioned it the the joe dante effect if you will just kind of that over the top something he grew up with and just really loves is that hell he's got a movie called matinee which is about the the 50s movies that uh, uh william castle would do am i am i right on william it's william castle that would do like yeah. the, the schlocky like the seats would buzz and the tingler yeah, yeah and all that yeah oh great movie yeah. another screen factory release yeah. unloved in its time and worthy of re-examination but yeah so i think that's kind of what is playing into like he's playing into that because even you see the you even when he goes mainstream if you will starting with gremlins and then into inner space he's still keeping that madness and i and i like that about dante uh, i do i think that is is pretty fantastic every once in a while he just gets unleashed and it's like yeah 
Yeah, that's the Howling and I think Gremlins 2. I'm going to say Howling and Gremlins 2 is when it's like, we wrote you a check, Joe. Do do what you do. (laughs) It's better than that. It's, okay, go ahead and make a movie. I don't care what you do. And Joe Dante's like, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) So I like the random cameos in this film. Like you see Roger Corman is at the very beginning. And... It just also shows that group Dante comes from of just that uh, guerrilla cinema almost with with Corman showing up because Corman's known for like permits and I don't need permits to shoot on the street. We'll just we got to get it done. It's got to be a certain movie. So I like seeing that and then also seeing Dante's staple of actors, which I completely forgot. Robert Picardo is the the big bad in this film. Yeah. And that cracks me up. It's like, oh, my God. I had seen Robert Picardo listed in the credits and then I just kind of forgot to look for him. But I kept going, wow, Eddie Quist looks really familiar. I'm so annoyed at myself. I saw his name in the in the credits and uh when he wasn't in the movie after 20 minutes i was like oh he's the worm <laughs> but the only thing i've seen him in is is star trek voyager so i'm coming off of i've only ever seen him be the super straight laced doctor guy and then here he's all like hey i'm sexy werewolf guy but uh well, i've seen him in a couple of things but i've always seen him be very benign and friendly and happy and good so yeah, I was never going to get to Eddie Quist from Robert Picardo. It just was never going to happen. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've I've got to get to my my one big objection. Let's go. Every werewolf transformation we saw in this movie was really one pretty good, um, but nice and smooth, and they just kind of went in a in a fairly smooth fashion from human to werewolf except for eddie quist who bubbled and mutated he had a case of the bubble guts <laughs> that's a very rob botine yes. sort of thing okay this is the, yeah. donna this is going to segue into me talking about rob botine and it makes me so happy thank you donna go because i was like what is he because he's clearly not the same thing as all these others okay so rob botine is very similar to Joe Dante that when they let him be himself on effects, he goes balls to the wall and I'm, I'm here for it. I love it so much. Um, he's a Robocop. Yeah, sorry. he did <laughs> Robocop. I always forget he does Robocop and I'm so sorry. I, I know that's sacrilege, but uh, cause I can't ever get past the thing. Cause he's, he did all of the effects for yeah. the thing. Um, but Rob Botine. Okay. Uh, focus Kinsey. He, um, so Rick Baker was supposed to do the effects for this film. The shooting schedule was running long on American Werewolf in London. So he sent over his assistant, which is a 20 fucking year old Rob Botine to do these effects. Uh, so that's why he's like, he's like 21, 22 when he ends up doing the thing. So yeah, he is a child doing these effects and it was just like here's some money just make it work and make it werewolf so yeah it's yes it's it's bubble guts as debbie would call it but fuck am i here for it and it's it's rob botine being unhinged and i hurt you rob botine and it was just i'm I'm here for it yeah you can take your greg nicotero's you can take your rick bakers give me my rob botine 
I'm not going to kick them out of bed for eating crackers, but I'm also Rob Botin. <laughs> Would you kick him out of bed for bringing in the bubble guts? Well, it depends as long as like I'm in, not getting the one getting the, bu- getting the bubble guts or <laughs> or they're not. I don't know. There's lots of questions. We got to talk about questions. I mean, he can bring the bubble guts to the house, but into right. bed. I mean, if it's never mind, let's just go on. That sounds like <laughs> and slime right, no. which is- Kinsey, I want to hear the end of that sentence. <laughs> Whatever, if, if I'm helping with effects, whatever I got to do, like I'm going to, you know, and if it's something that's taking effect with that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make that sacrifice for the team. I'm just saying. If Kenzie won't eat, kick him out of bed for eating crackers, I think it's not a leap for, for bubble guts. It's a different kind of mess, but it's a mess. Man. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I, I would kick them out of bed. I'd be like, oh, Rob Boutine, please come into my bed. Bubble guts, crackers. Get to seven, please. This is a bed. This is not not time for your particular brand of humor. I'm just saying there's a table over there where you can put the crackers and the bubble guts. I'm with you, Donna. I still we have still not gotten the answer from Kenzie. I'm on team Donna in this debate. I gave her pretty clear answers like, yeah, you're bringing bubble guts to the if it's going to help. I'm going to make that sacrifice for the team. Okay, I have an entirely different topic for the what we're bringing to bed <laughs> discussion. Mm-hmm. Christopher Stone. Was that the poor man's Tom Atkins and her husband? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Big square blonde man. Okay. Now he's not, I, I do not want to any in any way suggest that he's not an attractive man, but the most gorgeous man, he's not. In Cujo, they refer to him as the town stud. And I'm like, how small is Castle Rock? Because. I don't know. It's early 80s. You're bringing the Tom Atkins energy. The standards were different. I guess. because, But it was was low. It was it was like low T and low T Tom Atkins energy, not 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 capital T Tom Atkins energy. As I explained this to a friend, if I woke up from a drunken stupor and found big square blonde man in my bed, I wouldn't scream and run away. I would be like, all right. But there is no situation in which this would have been my original plan. Okay. I mean, like, all right, this is this is not completely unfortunate, but this could not have been the way I intended my evening to go. So... Can someone explain to me why in every movie I've seen him in, this is supposed to be the most attractive man on screen? I don't understand. He's Kmart brand's Tom Atkins. I mean, that's it. it, it, Everybody loves Tom Atkins, so they're kind of okay with him. I I, I don't know if that explains it, but I think that's that's just the the logical progression. That's what's happening. Yeah, it's like they're like, look, we want a Tom Atkins type. Well, is Tom Atkins available? No, man, he's doing John Carpenter shit. So try again. Well, what about that guy? Wallace's husband. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I I, I don't I don't mean to say he's not an attractive man. He's a he's an attractive man. He's just not Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. Well, yeah, but, but I, I feel like in the early 80s, that was just a symbol of virility, sort of that blonde square man. And so I, is he really attractive or is he just manly to a degree? Or is he just a a perfect moment in time of that time? Like, just like, OK, so this is the standard of what 
was manly and attractive in 1980-81. So, you know, whereas now, as since Donna used Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds will just, I think it's just a, a, a snapshot. That's possible. And plus it's horror films, so, you know, they're going to work with what they got. That's also possible. I think it's also possible that I look at him and think, he and I could talk about football for about seven minutes, and then, and then we'd be done. We would be out of things to talk about. And um, I think that's also probably part of it. Oh, Donna, that broke me. <laughs> so, anyway. As I'm watching him, that is because I, I also, of course, all my thought is like, oh, this is a poor man, Tom Atkins. That is that is my whole thought. Well, it's been so long since I've seen any any Tom Atkins stuff that a little later in the movie, I was going, is that? <laughs> right. I, I had the same reaction. I'm like, oh, Tom Atkins. No, he's not Tom Atkins. <laughs> now, I may be doing him a disservice because uh, Henry Cavill and um, Joe Mangan. God damn it. Manginello. Thank you. I, I actually practiced saving, saying his name because I knew I was going to say this thing. Neither one of them look like you could talk about nerdy shit with them, but you can. You can talk nerdy shit with both of them all damn day. Momoa the same way. And Jason yeah, Momoa. So, yeah. So yeah. neither one, none of them look like you could talk to them about stuff either. And you can. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you could talk. Well, not anymore because he's dead. But maybe you could talk about cool stuff with with square blonde man. But he doesn't look like it. I also kind of feel like with him, with, with, uh, with square blonde man, they were also, I mean, it's also a device. But I also kind of feel like they're saying something about him because they kept bringing up that he didn't eat meat, that he was vegan, basically. That they kept bringing that up. And I know it's to show, you know, his eventual change later but it's like well what are you guys trying to say also about that now you know <laughs> what they were if they were trying to say something with the fact that he kept saying that his wife uses her maiden name like that happened a couple times and i was like are they making a point i don't know they're trying to tell us he's a beta cock soy boy oh, okay <laughs> i like debbie's like oh well yes that checks out yes okay <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, it hurt me to say that phrase. Whew, that was painful. Okay. You should go to Tulsa Men's Clinic. Tulsa Men's Clinic. <laughs> Is your dick bad? We'll make it better. <laughs> I hear that commercial because we have a one of the radio stations on at work, and it makes mm-hmm. my eye twitch every fucking time I hear it. Is that the one that's like, do you miss being an alpha male? Yeah. Yep. Oh about and, and they always cap it with, you have... Everything to gain and nothing to lose. I'm like, I got some money to lose. I've I've got I got some some green to lose. There's that, and, and you're aiming to mess with a particular part of my anatomy that I could lose a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. Even without the the fun part, it's an important part of the anatomy. Even even without the fun part of it, it's important. Yeah, I wouldn't want something to go wrong. I'll need a referral from my GP to go deal with that, not the radio ad. Thanks. Exactly. Exactly right. Um. So this whole Quist family—they're interesting. Yeah. 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 
Now the the old dude, he's a quest too, right? Is that Slim Pickens or is that the the rancher? The one that wanted to throw himself in the fire. That's Slim Pickens. I yes. think so. That's Slim Pickens? Yeah, that's Slim Pickens. No. Yep. Hang on. Back to Google we go. While Donna's Googling, I want to point out that the drawing that they're looking at for the colony is the exact same place of Antonio Bay from John Carpenter's The Fog. Because I was like, that sounds right. I was like, that looks super familiar. And then when they actually get there, I'm like, yup, that's the Antonio Bay. No, Slim Pickens was the was the cop. Oh, he was the cop. Oh, shit. Okay. well, then I have no idea that whole movie. I'm like, oh, well, that's. Yeah, okay. because that's one of the things about Slim Slim Pickens is he's not so much slim. Okay, I want some Slim Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, one of the things that interests me about um, Marsha and then is it TQ QT? I'm really bad with names once there's more than four people. That's true. Yeah. Mar- Marsha and her other brother, who's not Eddie. These two people are dressed in such a way that they, I mean, they might as well have been wearing T-shirts. Of course, hers would have been shredded and cut up and tied up under her boobs um, that said, hello, we are werewolves. Mm. Hi, we are the werewolves here. Well, Donna, Um, but but that's what today, that black leather dress that she had on, that's exactly what I'm going to be wearing once we're done recording. That is, I had that, that dress purposely made. I mean, it's a sharp looking dress. I need to get a matching one. So, and the the headband and the, you know, and I think she had something going on in her mouth to make her lips. Probably. She she has mad, like, Klingon high priestess energy without the forehead. Yes, she definitely does. Like, I can and will kick your ass just because. Mm Because why not? I'm either mad at you or I like you, but I'm going to punch you. (sighs) But that's another example of the blonde square man thing, where Mm. out of all the people there, why was she like you? I will have you. Because she could. Because he was already. He's easy prey. Like, I mean, I think that's I think that's kind of the that she's easy prey or he was easy prey. And I'm sorry, you could tell they were having problems well before they got to the colony and before she did her investigative reporting <laughs> attack. Because he wanted to have sex when she had just been attacked and yeah, right. she like, wanted to have sex after he had had yeah. a shot. And, you know, so their timing is all off. He he wanted to have sex an hour after she was assaulted. Yeah. In yeah, a yeah. Shop. yeah. And I'm like, time out, my dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this couldn't wait. Like, maybe I'm just not plugged in to as much toxic masculinity as I ought to be. But I'm just like, this is why they couldn't cast Tom Atkins, because Tom Atkins would have read that and be like, no, no, I'm a fan of consent. I'm, and I'm Tom Atkins. <laughs> damn it. And then turns his back on her. This, this was it was it was not even so much the she's she he tries to have sex with her. But then she says, what the fuck? And he goes, all right. He doesn't even say what the fuck. She says, I'm not ready yet. Like, I, I thought D. Wallace was giving him, meeting him more than halfway. It was just <laughs> like, listen, 
I was just in, I like just w- at, right after going to a porno shop, you don't really want to have sex ever. <laughs> and when you're attacked in a porno shop, at least a week, when you're attacked by a serial killer werewolf in a porno shop, three weeks minimum, three weeks minimum. I agree with these numbers. Yeah, they, they feel that they check out. Dead minimum. I mean, like she's within her rights to say, you know what? Six months. We're just we're, we're mm-hmm. knocking out the calendar for a while. And then he turns his back on her. And I feel like yeah. the appropriate response at that point is, may I hold you? Or perhaps may I rest a hand gently on your shoulder? That or a, a, a genuine. Oh, that's OK. That would have been good. Done. What do you need? Oh, best yeah. of all. Yeah. Yeah. A plus with a gold star for the Debs. Yeah. What do you need? How can I help you? Yeah. And even, but it has to be the, I think Debbie hit it right. The non-insistent, what can I do? It's not the, I must fix you for your own good <laughs> so that I can have sex again, implied. <laughs> Parentheses. Yes. I don't want to go back down to that porno shop because I've seen everything that's there. So, yeah, it was not a good porno shop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I think I think Marsha, the werewolf, can have him. I think everyone's a winner that way. Yeah. 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 They seem them. I get as a couple. I don't get square blonde man and D Wallace. So so at the at the end, when when Karen um, accidentally accidentally shoots uh, Bill and then he falls and, you know, transforms back into a human and she goes, Oh, Bill. And that was her reaction. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Donna's zoom environment is, is like a black box theater. Like she's doing a one woman show where she just laughs hysterically. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh bill oh, oh bill Drat. oh well uh, shucks Drats. you should have been more sympathetic that night <laughs> or just not bring your own shit into the situation you don't even have to be sympathetic like turn your back to her but start there be like hmm, i'm mad about this but I get you're going through something. We're not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> it's the 80s and we don't talk about those things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Donna. I'm really mad you're more successful than I am, but we're not going to even get to that. <laughs> Poor man's Tom Atkins has got a lot he's working with. He's got a lot going on. <laughs> Got a lot, a uh, lot happening there. Uh, now, did I hallucinate this, or when I think it was when Marsha and and Bill do the bad thing? Was that cell animated? Yep. Did I did I imagine that? Because it just cuts away, and it's clearly two cartoon wolves fucking. It was bad. It was <laughs> yeah. Bad. It was bad. It's no, you did not. Uh. <laughs> Worse than that, IMO was the glistening stream of spit coming out of his mouth. That was yeah. worse than the cell animated wolf fucking. I didn't I totally missed the animated thing because I happened to set my laptop down and walk to the fridge to get something. And 
when I, you know, I got back in, it was moving on. So I, I did, I missed the, the cell animated thing until, um, like I, I, you know, looked up some trivia or whatever, and they were talking about it. I was like, what? <laughs> I did not see any animation. I yeah. missed it. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's not good. Same thing with like the little claymation wolves at the end when they're escaping. Oh, yeah. Well, and I noticed that too, you know, earlier when they were very first um, uh, showing like, I guess, the wolf legs in the forest and they were like clearly like just straight sticks that somebody was, <laughs> or is what it looked like, you know, but it was kind of that stop motion claymation. Yeah. I thought that was nuts. And, you know, so so for a movie having some really good effects that we talked about earlier, um, it also had some really terrible effects, you know, in the same movie. And that just, I don't know, it was kind of cracking me up a little bit. I was reading yeah. somewhere they were talking about they ran out of money so on the effects budget. So they kind of <laughs> had to to do with, which I find interesting because, so this movie's 90 minutes. We're 51 minutes into it before we get a werewolf transformation. Like any, like, uh, they are so coy with what this is supposed to be. Like, unless you're like paying attention to like the movie on in the background or like in the doctor's office, there's like a headshot of Lon Chaney Jr. Just, you know, without the werewolf makeup on, like there's a lot of coyness. So that cracks me up. It's like, how much did you give them for the werewolf effects? (laughs) Because most of this is done. <laughs> I just, I'm just picturing. I need some. I need some wolves. I need some wolves walking. Bring me a yardstick and some fake fur. Oh, and does anyone have some Lee press on nails? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. I can make um, this work. <laughs> cell animation isn't cheap. That's the thing. <laughs> Like that that's it's a laborious thing to do and to optically print it into the film. Like, you know, if they had just like got two people in a wolf suit to fuck at a distance, I'd been like, okay, yeah, they ran out of money. <laughs> this feels like a misappropriation of funds. <laughs> but oh. side note, the whoever made the sequel learned their lesson because if you want to see werewolves fucking in full costume, my sister's a werewolf howling too will do that for you because you can see a full wolf orgy. Oh, there are so like I knew where you were going in that sense. But there are so many points in, in it from a syntax perspective. I was very frightened during that it's, sense. It's like, fair. It's, it's if you want to see two werewolves fucking, my sister's a werewolf. <laughs> you know what? That's that is that is fair. Welcome to 2022 of Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Also, do it, talking about the um, the effects and like the the first transformation specifically, that thing went on for so long. Like yeah. I got distracted and was doing it something over here, and then I looked ever. back and I was like, "Oh, oh, it's still happening!" And she could have killed him ten times during that transformation. I, I wanted to get the, the the specific syntax of one of the quote suggestions I had eventually. Yeah. And so I had to go into IMDb and dig for it and find it exactly the wording, then copy it into my notes. And the entire time Robert Picardo is changing. I'm like, I clearly spent half an hour on this thing. And the whole time Robert Picardo's skull is going all pulsating on me. I was actually thinking during that transformation, it takes a lot of energy to maintain terror. I mean, there's a lot of energy your body puts into that. And I can't help but thinking as she's backed into this corner going, 
which was not what she was doing, but whatever. Right. Um, at some point, you've got to be going, I could just run. <laughs> you know, he he doesn't look like he's really mobile. I I could just like sidle out of this corner and like not in her hand. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. She didn't have the silver bullets. I could just like go. I could go. Well, and and the transformation is such a a a significant experience for the werewolf that they are. I mean, yes, budget-wise, they pretty much have they can't be there's not a lot of werewolves changing in mid-motion. Mm-hmm. So he, like Picardo has to stop and I'm like. Stop. Hammer time. <laughs> and that whole time, d is going to be like... <laughs> I feel like we really need to start including the video. The video. I, I'm, <laughs> do, I'm, I'm doing way too much pantomime for this. There's this... Actually, it's a trilogy, but I'm uh, called The Magic and the Healing, and it's one of the saddest things in the world that this book is out of print. But if you could find it, buy it, read it, it's fantastic. But there's werewolves in this book, and it goes into a great deal of um, reality in the transformation of matter and energy and in, in the not-so-sexy things these werewolves have to do when they transform. Um because and the werewolves in this in this particular story are so skinny because of all the um, energy and matter they lose in the process of transforming. Um, it's but it's really a really great series. And if you can't ever find it, get it. It's wonderful. But it's something that always stuck with me: the things they have to do when they transform. Back to this story. Speaking of this story, did anyone else notice this is based off of a book? I did. Mm-hmm. No. I'm a little bit intrigued, I'm not going to lie, to possibly track this down just to see. <laughs> I've, I've, I, I just, with some quick Wikipedia looking, uh, the movie is definitely not very close adaptation of the book, oh, apparently. Okay. And uh, the author, of course, was dissatisfied with that because uh, writers just can't take a check and move on. Um, <laughs> I mean... Uh, we I, I, we can smell our own. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, this is not a judgment statement. Um, and uh, but apparently, like the fifth Howling movie is a closer adaptation of the novel The Howling. Like it's like the Howling Five is like the Howling Five, the original Terror or something. Mm. Like fine, we'll throw the writer over home. We'll yeah, <laughs> once they once they've moved on from the marsupials and you know grounded it back in in what the what made the uh, the the series. Uh, so realistic in the first place. Interesting. All right. So I mentioned this off mic, but why did why in horror films did people want to gaslight poor D. Wallace? Because uh. there's a pattern. Hell, even in E.T., she's getting gaslit like all the time. Is it just because she's got those big eyes and the blonde hair? I don't know. But I'll tell you, she got fed up with their shit because she's really mean in Three from Hell, Rob Zombie's film. She's super mean that you don't know that's Dee Wallace and you're a little bit terrified. Are you, are you saying there's someone mean in a Rob Zombie movie? I know. I know. Stay with me, though. <laughs> OK, OK, OK. Talk me through it. She's an abusive prison guard. The, uh, an abusive prison guard I, in a Rob Zombie I know, movie? I know. But I'm just saying she got tired of being gaslit. Being gaslit will do that to you. True, true you facts. You will eventually just be like, 
fuck all y'all. Yeah. I mean, like you have succeeded. You have made me crazy. Now let's go, bitches. <laughs> so I keep having this thing I want to talk about, and then it goes, nope, you're not going to talk about me. So continue while I try and remember what it was. Oh, well, I'll go back to um, kind of back at the beginning when I said I hated this movie until I loved it. Um, I was absolutely bored out of my mind for a good portion of it. And I was just like, okay, la-di-da. Like, just there wasn't any, strangely enough, there wasn't any tension. Like, I don't know. I wasn't into it so much. But it was when they did the the second transformation of the werewolf that we saw, like the second prolonged one, um, that I was like, well, that's a really smooth, like, snout coming out to the point that I was like, how did they do that? Um, and then I got like really invested in the, and, and everything that was going on was kind of like, you know, shit was hitting the fan. Like this was the climax and everything. And so it, I don't know, just the last 15 minutes of the movie was very, very good. Well, they stopped trying, they stopped trying to hide what it was. That's, oh, okay. I think that is, I don't, I'm not, I definitely, I'm not saying disagreeing. I think it's just that they stopped trying to be coy that, Oh yeah, by the way, there's werewolves here. This is what's going on. And that's it's also like in the last few minutes, it's where it became a comedy and Joe Dante turned up his Joe Dante-ness to from like a, a simmering six the whole movie all the way to about ten. And I guess I really love it. Nine. So. <laughs> Joe Dante Unleashed is the best Joe Dante. I have remembered. All right, what you got? I mentioned when we were um talking about if we'd seen it before that the only thing I really remembered was the very end was uh, D Wallace transforming into a werewolf on camera. And I remembered how fucking cute she was. She She's was a little Lhasa Apso. She's yeah. the cutest. I, I thought Pomeranian, but yeah, the cutest little werewolf there ever was. Um, but that's really the only thing I remembered. So, um, but I assumed that when Fra- uh, Frank, Eddie, who's Frank? There, I don't think there's a Frank. I wonder where that name came from. I assumed that when Eddie first attacked her, she'd been hurt then because they were pretty coy about the blood. You know, the, the cops shot through the, the door and we never saw who got injured how. And I assumed she had been injured then by Eddie and that through the whole movie, she was becoming a werewolf. Um, right up until the time she got injured in the car while they were escaping, I assumed she already was a werewolf, which was an interesting way to watch this movie because it seemed like they were being really careful not to hurt her. There seemed to be a lot of times when she was being protected, like when they brought her to that cabin where all the wolves were, the doctor actually took and moved her and protected her. Um, so it seemed like everyone knew she already was a werewolf and they were going out of their way to protect her. So I kind of felt like I was watching a different movie than oh, it actually was <laughs> until then at the very end, she got hurt. And I was like, oh, hmm, this wasn't what I thought I was watching. And then, of course, we got to the end. So um, I may someday just make the movie that I thought I was watching because <laughs> it may be a totally different movie. It's it, it's a serial killer movie for half an hour to 45 minutes and then like intermittently throughout. And then it's sort of that midsummer go to the place and something is clearly off with these people. Uh, and 
you know, we're all staying in cabins, but we're all going to die sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then and then we're really fuck first. Right. Right. And okay. then yeah. in the last half to third, it's a, it, that's only when it's a werewolf movie. And that's where it sticks. I would say it's almost more uniformly a serial killer movie than it is a, a werewolf movie. You may be right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so, Mac, you have our quote. Yes. Uh, you can't tame what's meant to be wild, Doc. It ain't natural. <laughs> and then you also have our rule. Uh, never, ever, ever, for any reason, under any circumstances, go to the back of a porno shop. <laughs> never. Never. Not to King Shane. Go to the porno shop. Stay in the general public area, never to the back. Always in the well-lit, well-trafficked areas, never the back. I agree. (laughs) I second this rule. And finally, because Matt has the hat trick, you have our poll. Uh, Where did I put it? Uh, At what point would you nope out of the colony? I probably would have lasted the evening just because I'm like, okay, I'm here. I don't want to drive back that night. Now, once I start hearing the bluegrass music, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, I got to go. But I would have at least slept a night there and then just got up early enough, packed my shit, and, and noped right out. See, Y'all, once I heard the bluegrass music, I was all in. I'm not leaving that colony. So I love bluegrass. <laughs> I, I, I like listening to bluegrass like on a streaming service or on, on, on an album or something like that. But live performance of bluegrass that that uh, unsettles me like something's wrong here this shouldn't be happening uh i i i think we started that conversation on the poll that i would nope out of the uh, the bluegrass music but these days oh i'm going to go to another location with a bunch of people for the weekend no thank you no thank you how how many kn95s are there no is everyone, you're not even going to tell me if everyone's vaccinated. Okay, well, bye. Have fun. Goodbye. Um, yeah, I, I'm fine with the, with the bluegrass. I enjoy bluegrass. I'm fine with live bluegrass. Mm. I would not have been thrilled with Marsha. I would have been like, you are here for an entirely different event than I am. We are not (laughs) attending the same event, but I think I would have lasted through Marsha. Her brother, I finally looked him up because I was just putting random letters together. TC, I think her brother is where I would have left because TC is a creep. And TC would have made me go, I'm not sure I'm going to live if he gets me alone. So I think TC is where I would have left. I think TC was Loki Rabbit. He might have been. He can be Loki Rabbit. You can't, but. Um, <laughs> Feels like it's a binary state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're either Rabbit or you're not. Now, he could have been in the early stages of the infection with rabbit rabies, but. Um, yeah, so he might have been in the early stages. Yeah, but I'm just a touch rabbit. Like, it, I, 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 it doesn't define me. I'm, I'm a little but bit I'm pregnant. I'm just definitely rabbit. pregnant. So um, it's no big deal. Um, I love that everything on this fucking podcast comes back to rabies at some point. Like, <laughs> there is something about rabies 
at some point. Because there's I'll, a veterinarian on the podcast. You that, know what? That's true. That's very true. But I still love it. So um, and it still makes me happy. Yeah. So TC is where I would have been. You know, like I'm I'm going to go before he takes me to a second location. Bye. TC is one that if I'm seeing him around any of my friends, I'm immediately like, uh, no, we're staying right here so you can get the fuck away. And I am I, I am being that friend like, uh, yeah, no, I see you and we're not uh, we're not doing this. All right. Do we have anything else before we close the book on the howling? No. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate all of your support. Uh, we are on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Beyond Cabin. You can find us on Instagram, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We have a Facebook page. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Callista77. Donna, where can they find you? I am at Dragon Goblin at Twitter and Instagram. There's no I in Goblin. <laughs> That's another podcast. There's no I in Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a D&D podcast right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I run, I run the Beyond the Cabin in the Woods Instagram, so you can find me there. All right. Macula. Uh, I, you can find me at, uh, uh, on Twitter at Party Apocalypse, uh, and, uh, partyapocalypse.com for other things. Uh, I am a co-host on a Star Trek rewatch podcast. The holodeck is broken. We're smack dab in the middle of season one of TNG. Uh, friend of the show, Eris O'Reilly and I are going to start a Hannibal Lecter podcast here in a couple of weeks. We're going to go through the books, the movies, the TV shows and everything. Uh, and I've got a new book coming out February 15th, uh, The Once and Future Orson Welles. Uh, more details at partyapocalypse.com. All right. Uh, I almost forgot. Let's go around. Where is everybody? What's what's your happy place? I'm happy we got Mac back. That's a good one. That is a good one. I like that one. I claimed that one by going first. That is a good one. That's solid. Um, I've used this one before, but this is a little bit more expounded. I got new roller skates over Christmas. And so that is going roller skating is my happy spot. Uh, mine is that I will soon be moving to Utah for a a, a prolonged temporary amount of time uh, and we'll get to be actually in the same place as my boyfriend for a prolonged amount of time. Very nice. Very nice. That is outstanding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what about you, Mac? I'm panicking. Donna took mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I talked about in the plugs. I, 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 the book I've been working on for now six years is finally done and ready to go. I got to do a little tweaking on the paper copy and it's been a long road getting from there to here. It's been a long time, but my time is coming near. That's the theme song to Enterprise. That's my happy place. <laughs> All right. And as always, thank you guys for listening. And thank you to our editor, Billy, for making us sound fantastic. Thank you, Billy. Thank <laughs> All right, everyone, you guys have a good rest of your day. Don't read the Latin. Do you know what horror is? Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts 
for podcast people. Meow. Meow.